If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Navigator Podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself. I'm Brian Strickland, the producer of the show, and today we have a very special guest with us in the studio, Brenda Watson. Brenda is a well-known name in the gut health and probiotic community, and we couldn't be more excited to have her in the studio with us today. So without wasting any more time, we're going to jump right into this conversation. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Thank you, Brian. For all of you out there listening, I do so appreciate your time. I uh, value that. And I do want to request if you have found any value in anything you have listened to or any of my experiences, please rate and review The Holistic Navigator and subscribe because that is the gas that runs this engine. And I do appreciate every person who takes their time out of their busy life and schedule to learn more. I'm all about, and you've heard me before say this, I usually I do it at the end of the show. You know, I separate people into two different classes, those who are non-learners and those who are learners. And the non-learners are going to be paralyzed throughout their life about health because it's, it is a journey that requires solid honest information. And that is one reason I am ecstatic today to have probably one of the most uh, well-known and credible people that we've ever had on the Holistic Navigator, Brenda Watson. And welcome, Brenda, to the Holistic Navigator. Thank you, Ed. I'm glad, so excited to be here. Well, uh, Brenda Watson, and, and I guarantee you that there'll be many people who will recognize your name from the PBS specials that you had on digestion and colon. But you've started this way before any other person that I know of, even after my 40-year history in this industry. There were companies, but there was never an individual who, who quite had the impact on educating this country that our intestines is not a piece of plumbing. It is an organ that r- requires um, uh, knowledge to for its care, for its rebuilding. It requires a good, healthy colon for the proper mental, emotional balance from anxiety to depression. It requires ha- knowing how to feed the colon and knowing what's damaging it in order to live a healthy life. So uh, tell us a little bit about your history and how did in the world did you get so involved in being this expert that you are on colon and health? Well, you sort of said it in the beginning. It it was a long time ago. (laughs) And um, back, you know, 25, 30 years ago, when I started my own path towards natural health, um, I had a lot of digestive issues. And that came as a result of having probably too many antibiotics as a child, certainly too many antibiotics. So I had health challenges 
starting in the first grade with migraine headaches. Can you imagine that? Migraine headaches in the first grade, Mm. hospitalized for them. And then it went into many other conditions. And I never really realized until I got into my later on after high school, into my 20s, all through my 20s, that my real problem was my colon and that I had constipation. I didn't even know what constipation was because no one told me. I didn't know you had you needed to, to eliminate every day. So as a result of healing myself, and remember, this is this is in the, the 80s. So um, colon health then was considered weird. Um, what I did was weird. I mean, it was like I was cleansing and doing fasting and juicing and things like that way back then for myself. And I was so enamored with the results I got by changing my own health that I decided, Ed, to go back to school and learn nutrition. And I'm, I live in Florida. And Florida was always a little bit ahead in terms of when the you know more traditional doctors started turning more, more towards holistic health, functional medicine. So I was very fortunate that once I went back to school, I went to work in a very busy clinic. And back then, and this is in the early 90s then, back then we were doing, you know, acupuncture, colon, clonics. We were doing detoxification. Like, you you know, you sit in one of those steam cabinets with your head out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what oh, we did. I, I know. And then sweated. And, and um, we had, uh, you know, wraps with clay. We did all sorts of things. And so that was my experience in the beginning was working in a clinic. And then I decided... I was going to open my own clinic. So I had five natural health clinics back in the early uh, early 90s, all through the middle part of Florida. And I learned a lot from working with, with clients, with doctors, patients. Uh, I worked with a lot of cancer patients. And so um, I also became an herbologist and began to formulate products and learn more and more. And, you know, Ed, back then, we didn't even know probiotics. I mean, we we knew we knew the word acidophilus. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what everybody called it was acidophilus. So as we evolved, I guess more into the late uh I think my first lecture on leaky gut was in 1994. Wow. And so I now I see everybody talking <laughs> about it and I'm happy that you know the word is out there and people are becoming aware. Um I just was fortunate enough to understand it from a very um very early on. And then I began to teach for the state of Florida anatomy physiology, which was wonderful for me. And so I stayed within the digestive care area because it was what I knew uh, from myself and from working with many patients. So that's how I got started. That's how I got started in formulating products and bringing products to the Natural Products Association. And then in the late, I guess the late 90s is when the probiotic, we actually got a name for it, probiotic. And we got the the name going and, you know, we began to uh, bring awareness to the to the probiotic field. The real change happened in the early 2000s when the when the National Institutes of Health uh, funded the microbiome project. And that's when we really evolved scientifically with probiotics, because before then, these, you know, and I interviewed all these guys at Colorado State, MIT, so I went around with PBS and did a lot of interviews in 2015 and 16. But when they got money, because scientists, you know, in these universities, they have to have money to study things. So they begin to study the whole microbiome. And so that's how we we're, we're, we are where we are today. What a wonderful history. And you truly 
do have a PhD in, in life knowledge as to natural health and colon health. You couldn't go to school to learn what you learned. You had to do it the old-fashioned hard way of uh, being the um, the front line, the first group of people to actually uh, journey into this whole conversation. I remember well back in the 90s, uh, because I've been, I started this in 1979, a friend of mine and I, we were so into this colon health and cleansing. Of course, I was doing colonics uh, locally here for myself in the early 90s and I actually think late 80s uh and we would take wheat berries and ferment them yep. and wheat berries uh, of course are the berries you grow wheat from a farmer would but when you put wheat berries in a, a liquid and you ferment it it is the most uh, nauseating sickening smell <laughs> I have ever had in my life and just speaking of it I can still have that smell in my nose and I can't believe I drank it, but uh, I did. And I would take, um, there was a product called Euglen Forte. And I don't know if you remember that. It was from Germany. It yeah. came in a big box. And I would take that and I would uh, put it in my enema. <laughs> and I would blow up like a balloon uh, because of the just the way it worked. But I was, you know, again, I think I was ahead of the curve intuitively realizing that if we are going to live a healthy life, the colon has to have integrity, has to have uh, a type of uh, balance. It has to be fed and nourished. And a huge part of this is the probiotics. Now, you know, some people who are non-supplement believers say, why do we need to even take something? Because we should get everything from our foods and our this and that. But anybody with any um, history knowledge, if you look back even 50 years ago, let's say 1960, 1950, you know, we weren't a nation that was taking an antibiotic from prescription every other month because we had a freaking little ear infection or a, a hangnail that looked red. We were also not uh, ingesting all the cattle with the level of antibiotics. We didn't have glyphosate, which is Roundup, which really is an antibiotic. I mean, we're killing off quicker than we can rebuild it unless you have knowledge. You know, I've done about 12 stool tests through multiple companies, and I'm always somewhat disappointed in how my levels are, despite the fact that I feel like that I'm more aggressive than almost anyone. Why is it that you think that people who are walking into any health food store, any drug store, any place that sells probiotics are probably not getting the results of implanting the right good guys? And then explain what the good guys really do. Well, OK, that's a good question. Uh, first of all, when, when what you're saying is is very true, and the the problem of it is is when when we're born, whether we're born through birth canal or cesarean, cesarean of course is more more of a struggle because the child doesn't get in, get a footprint unless the mother's smart enough to give them probiotics after they're born, and if they go through the birth canal, of course they get whatever the mother has. One of the things that's very important to understand here is we have a footprint now. Ed, if you've got someone, like you said, coming into a health food store and they have had that round and round and round and round of antibiotics or exposed to glyphosate, whatever, and the, the meat and all that that we have antibiotics in, their footprint is compromised. There's no doubt. And I'm, I do stool testing myself on hundreds of people and on myself. And you know what's interesting is, and that this is one of the reasons I call probiotics the multivitamin for the gut, because 
if you have a compromised immune system, and like with me and many people I work with, they're their probi- their good bacteria has been wiped out, and it's not all just antibiotics. I mean, it's toxins, it's chlorine in the water. I mean, I, you could sit here all day and talk about the reasons that we don't have a good bacteria balance in our microbiome and our gut. However, one of the things that's very important is if you're not taking a probiotic, your footprint will go back to what it was when you were compromised. That's what they've proven in clinical studies. A week to two weeks after stopping a probiotic, your body will naturally go back to a the footprint that you had when you were immune compromised. And that's what happened to me because I am immune compromised but from what happened. So the good bacteria has to be re-implanted. Now, to give you some, some information, there's three kinds of bacteria in our digestive system. And think of this visual. It weighs the weight of a brick, three to four pounds is what we have Mm. inside of us. Wow. Now, it's made up of three types of bacteria. Beneficial, which is the good guys. We hear a lot about lactobacillus and bifidobacteria. We have another um, uh, type of bacteria in us, which is called neutral. Neutral means does neither good nor bad. It's just there. And then we have pathogenic. So each and every one of you sitting out there and us sitting here have a combination of three these three types of bacteria, beneficial, neutral, and pathogenic. Now, if you keep your, uh, your good bacteria and your neutral bacteria at about 80% of that brick, think about it, that three to four pounds, then the pathogenic guys cannot raise their ugly heads because it's like an army inside you. They go in and they go, "Uh oh, that's a bad one. We want to knock him right down and keep him at bay. It's not that he goes away. It's just that he's not stimulated to proliferate and grow. And when the good bacteria goes away, Ed, like we're talking about, then that beautiful mucus lining, and I say beautiful mucus because most people go, ugh, mucus, but mucus is good. And when we talk about the mucus lining of the digestive system, the reason we have it is because it keeps that lining of the gut, which sits right there next to the bloodstream, it keeps it semi-permeable, meaning it's like the screen on the window of your house. It lets the air in into your house, but keeps bugs out. But when that mucus is gone and you've got that inflammation and leaky gut, it's kind of like the screen gets holes in it. So the bugs can now enter the bloodstream, circulate throughout your body, causing inflammatory diseases. And so when we look at probiotics, we have to look at, okay, we have to have, we, we, we now know that potency and number of strains is very important. You have to really know what you're purchasing at a store because, you know, you can walk into a store and I, I tell you, I, I can see how a consumer's confused. I mean, it is overwhelming what's out there on the shelf. You know what I mean? So the point being is you got to know what you're looking for. One is you want to make sure that you're looking for something that has the proper labeling. And that's very important. You want to see three names on the supplement panel facts. You want to see if it's lactobacillus. You want to see lactobacillus. You also want to see, that's the species. You also want to see, the, I mean, the genus. You also want to see the species, which would be acidophilus, lactobacillus acidophilus. And then you would also want to see the strain. So that's three names, just like we have three names, three names on a box. And the strain differentiation, 
So you might see on a box like a lot of lactobacillus uh, acidophilus, but they're different strains. And here's the reason. They don't all do the same thing. Most people, Ed, don't realize that there's eight primary purposes of probiotics. Most people think, oh, well, I'm just going to go in and take a probiotic for, I don't know, immunity, or maybe they're having a GI problem. But really, the reason that you're taking the probiotic is because it has eight primary purposes. It's not only that it's going to kill a pathogenic organism in your body, it's also going to help you with food allergies. It's going to help keep the mucosal barrier intact. It's going to make vitamins B and K. I mean, these are big, important things. It detoxifies heavy metals. Do you know, Ed, that as we age, in many cases, people are losing bone, of course. With, with, with loss of bone, guess where lead stored? In the bone. Mm-hmm. So as we lose bone mass, then that lead is released into the bloodstream. Well, probiotics help with detoxifying lead and mercury and those types of things. Most people don't know that. They think of it as mostly as, well, I've, you know, I've got, you know, a digestive issue. Mm-hmm. And it does make enzymes and it does help with digestion. All of it does. But it really has a lot more purposes, just like a multivitamin has that we take for, for other reasons. How's it going, everyone? We wanted to pause for just a moment and tell you about our new partnership with Thorn. If you're looking for answers about a particular health issue and want to skip the clinic, Thorne's home test kits are a convenient way to not only get the answers you need, but guidance towards better health as well. Their test kits range from vitamin D, heart health, testosterone, fertility tests, and more. The process couldn't be simpler. Order a test kit and have it sent straight to your door. Collect the appropriate bio samples and then drop the return envelope in your mailbox. In 8 to 10 days, you can view results on any mobile device or desktop. We're happy to announce that you can now order the home test kit straight through our website. Simply visit theholisticnavigator.com slash products and click on the Thorn logo. Stay well, everyone. That is so well spoken. And yes, that's a lot of information again to digest. <laughs> but here's where I see that I'm looking at the label of of Vital Flora, which is your brand of mm-hmm. probiotics. Mm-hmm. I can tell you through all my four decades of looking at labels and we actually, uh, you know, uh, the the business I have has about 12,000 different uh, products in it. So it's uh, it's a big deal to really know all of that. But when you talk about the species, like when you look at the word lactobacillus acidophilus, if there's not another uh, designation after that, what that means is that you're really not sure what you're getting, number one. And, and I know that I had heard some time ago kind of, and you tell me if this is correct, the kind of the uh, explanation of that species is this. What if I uh, had a big uh, garage and people were breaking into it and uh, I said, can you bring me some uh, dogs over so that we can put them in the garage so that, you know, people, if they break in, they'll they'll be, you know, afraid and they'll run off. They won't uh, steal my stuff. And you sure, I'll bring you some dogs. And so I come a week later and there's these poodles in there. Well, the poodles aren't going to do one damn thing. So, uh, you know what? You did what I asked. You gave me a dog. No, the species is the Doberman. I want the Doberman in that garage. So is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay. 
All right. That's well put in. <laughs> Off the top of your head, that it is was. really, really good. <laughs> So we got the right dogs. When I look at your label, you have the exact right animals for each of these. Because when you go into PubMed and you go into the real solid research for those who are skeptical, who are listening, uh, we don't have to be anymore. We were not living in the industry that you and I grew up in, which was uh, very uh, minimal as far as traditional PubMed studies, because no one cared about what we did. And it was so fueled by just drugs and other things. But you know what? We now know, and part of it is capitalism, because there's a, a profit potential. There's people spending money. Thank goodness in many ways. Now, uh, again, uh, you know, I'm a huge believer in advising people who have anxiety, who have who have depression, who have immune disorders, because you're right. Most people who walk in, I want a probiotic because I need to go to the bathroom better. Or I need to digest. That seems to be the perspective of people of kind of what the benefit. And you're, of course, fully explaining it's almost life changing and it's life saving to put these good guys in. Again, when I did a lot of those school tests, as you have, I found sometimes I might increase a 15 to 20 percent. But I rate my stool test like I would a report card. I truly have not been able to get above a uh, I'd say a B minus. Uh, and that's depressing to me because I am a perfectionist about my supplement program and my eating habits and all the things. So uh, can I, t- first off, just for my own information before I forget it, can I take more than the label says if I feel that I need more? Absolutely. You okay. can't take too many probiotics. Okay. I mean, absolutely. Okay. Like, like for example, if someone was um, dealing with C. diff, I did, uh, C, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to explain that, Clostridium difficile, which is an antibiotic-resistant bacteria, causes extreme diarrhea. Um, I've had people take, you know, up to 200 billion in potency twice a day to get rid of it. Okay. So, yes, you can take more. And and then I love the fact you brought that up because uh, my father passed away from C. diff and it was antibiotic-induced. And, you know, there are many cases as we age that it just, you know, you... You, you almost can't say no to an antibiotic when you're 70, you've got a UTI, you're in a, you know, you're in a assisted living. You really have your hands tied. So, you know, he took the antibiotics over and over. And then all of a sudden, you know, the symptoms, which is massive diarrhea that will not stop. Uh, if he had taken that preventatively, do you feel that it would have lessened his chance to get this. And secondly, let's say he didn't take it preventatively and he started getting it. It could also benefit him in high doses to take it even with the antibiotic. Yes, I would. But, you know, you always separate it where you take the antibiotic Mm -hmm. within four to five hours of the probiotic. So, yes, it would have helped him. I can't tell you the cases I've worked with with C. diff. Um, it's, It's been overwhelmingly positive of the people that I've worked with that have gotten results for, with the probiotics. And, you know, I even filmed uh, uh, fecal transplants. Really? Yes. I went to Boca Raton Hospital and I had an interview with two twi- uh, twins, twins, uh, two sisters, and she had C. diff. And um, this was a case I had nothing to do with, right? I mean, it was just mm-hmm. that they, I wanted to film a fecal transplant. And so I went to Boca Raton Hospital with the GI doctor. And so her sister, she used her sister's sample. And they, of course, they sterilize it and then they re-implant it back in 
and she got got over it. Mm-hmm. Now, when they do a fecal transplant, there's at least, they know, 38 to 40 strains of good bacteria that they're transplanting really? into the person. Yes. And that's why we'll the next point we'll talk mm-hmm. about is strain diversity. But that's exactly what cured that lady. And now at MIT and some of these other places, they're really getting into mm-hmm. the fecal transplant. Now, it's not for everyone. And I'm not saying everyone has to do that's got C. diff. But please, if you do have it, it's a dangerous condition. And and even if you have to take this to your doctor, there's I just don't think there's many doctors today, Ed, that won't say that they, you know, that they've tried everything, the person still has diarrhea, that they're not going to say it's okay to take a probiotic. You're exactly right. And you know, my father passed away probably uh Nine years ago, and it was only barely okay nine years ago. It is okay now because it has shifted where they would look like absolute fools if they don't say that. Uh, you know, the, the, I love the, the the whole thing about fecal implants, though, which is somewhat frustrating to me. Uh, I read a book called The Microbiome Solution by Robin Chukkan, mm-hmm. and he, she's a gastroenterologist, has some great, great uh, ideas about you know, how to replace the microbiome. She actually gives, it's kind of odd, but she gives homemade advice of how to, uh, you know, do your own fecal transplant because what does it cost for a fecal transplant? It sounds ridiculous. I, someone in the store said it was 25000 Oh, I, I don't, it, it's got to be expensive. Yeah, okay. I mean, got to be. Yeah. And, you know, the idea of it is not real super pleasant, but I, if I had C. diff and nothing was working, I would certainly do it because it has no downside. You know, everything that I think about, every person I advise, I say you weigh the risk against the benefit of any treatment you do. And that includes even in the area of nutrition. But the risk of so many things out there in mainstream options is greater than the benefit. So be a wise consumer. But uh, the thing is, why can't we get the same results from probiotic supplementation that a fecal implant does? Because fecal implants, literally, as you know, can turn a person around in 48 hours. Yes. So here's why. Okay. Uh, Science has now caught up. And so one of the reasons is you don't take enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're not using a product that has a delivery system. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this very clearly. If you go into a store, I don't care what store it is, health food store, whatever, and you're purchasing a probiotic, if it's not in a delayed release or some type of release, enteric coatings outdated now, yep. we use delayed release capsules, capsules, excuse me. And so you have to have that delivery system. The other w- reason is because we're not giving them enough of the strain to give them strain diversity. Like I said, there's 260 different lactobacilluses and they all do different things. So to go in with a product that says has that maybe has 10, 15 strains, you can read them on the supplement panel facts, it with a person with C. diff, you're not going to get the results, Ed. Mm. You see what I mean? It's delivery system. Mm-hmm. It's make okay, another big deal, making sure that the company is guaranteeing potency to time of expiration. That's go. critical. And if, mm-hmm. and now you see time of manufacture. What does that mean? I mean, time of right. manufacture and it sat on a <laughs> shelf. You don't you can't be sure that anything's in there. So those are quality things, Ed, that mm-hmm. companies do. Now, going back to diversity in 2005, I came up with the with the 50 billion culture probiotic 50 billion. That was in 2005. 
And that was right after the first university had started doing some of the studies. And I wrote the book, Skinny Gut Diet, based on bacteria having something to do with your weight. But anyway, they, we knew then that potency was important. I came out with a 50 billion probiotic. People thought I was nutty. But guess what? It, I wasn't. Well, so time has come along. Science has come along. And one of the things that's really important now, we know just as important as potency is how many strains because of this one fact. We've gone back, science has gone back and said, okay, we are losing strains that are never coming back. So they're gone. So these strains are very important. We have thousands and thousands of strains in our gut. And when the microbiologists around the world are looking at this, they're saying, wow, I've got a study right here in front of me where they took people who, you know, when we started out with hunter gatherers, we had a lot of diversity. And then we went to, you know, the the farmers and we had still high diversity. But when we got into this urbanization and industrial world and high sugar, you know, not right, wrong kind of fats, all of that kind of stuff. Then they started disappearing and they're disappearing generationally. So they did it in my studies. They took my studies and they took a a mouse in the wild that ate a wild diet, had thousands of strains. And then they started feeding them our diet. Guess what? And because they reproduce quickly, you can see quickly what's going to happen in their microbiome. So generation to generation, they got down to their strain being, you know, really long and lots of strains into being Very few. Mm -hmm. And that's going to hurt. You know what that means for us, Ed? It means that our grand, my my grandchildren, my children will have less strains than I will because they're not coming back. And so that's why with, you know, the vital flora, we really worked hard to get it at 60 strains. And, you know, potency again, it's 60 billion cultures, which is the potency per capsule. But the 60 strains are very important because a, lactobacillus is mostly the, the good bacteria for the small intestine, and it beca- begins to colonize in the latter part called the ileum. The bifidobacteria is your main friendly bacteria in the colon, and just with seniors like me, people over 55, it declines with age. But this, what they call it now, they have actually an acronym for it. It's called L-O-M-D. It's Loss of Microbial Diversity. And this is what the scientists are calling this losing of strains. Think about it. If, if you've got a strain that's, you know, protecting you against pathogens or making vitamins B and K or, 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 or helping you against even cardiovascular disease and those strains are gone, what do you think we're going to end up with our children and our children's mm. children? I mean, we're bad enough today, Ed. You see it every day in the store. Absolutely. You know, I love that uh, topic and word diversity because, you know, I don't care what we deal with, whether you're playing on a football team, you're flying an airplane, you're in a commune somewhere. We need a partnershiping to make it through life in a very safe and efficient way. Now, I want to say one thing since it's still on my mind. You know, your product called Vitaflora, and of course, it has your name, Brenda Watson, on it. And I know you're totally devoted to the support of of individual stores that believe in quality, believe in ethics, don't believe just in how much can we sell. And I just so, so respect you for your commitment for that. So a person walks in a store, 
they want to look at a label. The two biggest bullet points is, number one, they need to get something with bifidobacteria and something with lactobacillus. That's the first minor bullet point. Secondly, you want a lot of versions of those two categories. So you want a lot of different uh, uh, cousins to to the original one. Thirdly, you want potency. So you don't want a five billion. And, you know, I remember, as you do, uh, Brenda, I loved the the brand Kaolic when they had a probiotic and they still do. And I was like, wow, man, this is awesome. One point five billion. They still make it one point five billion. And there was a, a month that I took 50 of those a day because I was uh, in the in the 90s realizing or at least intuitively, this is way too low. But what I so freaking love about yours is you list the species because, again, like my analogy of the dogs, you have to have the right species to get the right results. Now, what is SIBO? Because it's coming up so often in conversations. Oh, that is like, and I'll tell you, um, it's epidemic. You know, Ed, years ago when we started talking about leaky gut, right, and and that was back in the 90s. and. So now what's happening is something called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And it occurs symptomatically in you if you bloat in the upper, um, up under your ribs, right Mm -hmm. by your liver. When Mm -hmm. you start bloating right there, that is because there is yeast and bacteria sitting right after the stomach in the first part of the small intestine. And it's fermenting, producing methane and hydrogen. Now, now let's think about that. They're not drinking alcohol, uh, most of these people that do have SIBO. But, but because that methane is being produced right by that liver, then the liver is becoming fatty. And it's, of course, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is epidemic. So SIBO has to be worked with using some nice, good mm-hmm. herbs like you have in the store with maybe oregano, uva ursi, um, those types of, you know, antifungal, antibacterial uh, uh, properties so that you can get, you can kill. You should not have b- bacteria in the upper small intestine. Mm. And if you do, then you're, and here's why they do, Ed. They do because when they eat at night, They don't wait three hours before they go to bed. So here's what happens. They lay down. The food's still coming from the stomach into the small intestine, and it's fermenting. You actually have a a, a secondary backup called, I won't say this term, it's too complicated, but the, the enteric nervous system that controls your gut actually tries while you're sleeping to remove that bacteria and get it to the colon. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you've got food still coming from your stomach into your small intestine, how can that happen? It mm. doesn't happen. And so when people get this upper bloating right up under their rib cage, because I hear it all the time, that's generally SIBO. And generally speaking, they have leaky gut. Generally speaking, they have yeast overgrowth or some type of negative bacteria overgrowth. So it's important to do two things. First, they have to have something to knock down some of that negative yeast and bacteria. And of course, I'm always going to go to an herb, you know, always Mm -hmm. because they're the best. And then you want to repopulate and make sure that you heal the leaky gut with the good probiotic, making sure. And also the other thing that's in the vital flora is a prebiotic. We have seven prebiotics in the ultimate, uh, in the vital flora, seven prebiotics. Now, 
people want to know what what's a prebiotic. We used to call it fiber. Now we call it prebiotics because <laughs> it sounds better. Mm-hmm. But what that is, is the prebiotics is the food for the probiotics. And we have it right in the capsule there. So killing off the negative uh, bacteria or yeast and then repopulating and, and, and healing that leaky gut is, is really critical to SIBO. Wow. And, you know, how many of us has not probably experienced some of those symptoms at one time or another? And, you know, the whole concept of leaky gut. In fact, I just had a conversation one and a half hours ago with a uh, a very, very credible physician. Uh, and he was a radiation oncologist who's now retired due to his own personal health problems. But, you know, he's he he has a friend with Parkinson and, and it didn't matter what question gets asked about super chronic diseases, we have to go back to the original foundations of why did we get sick to begin with instead of treating a symptom. Uh, and I brought it up again. We have to look at this leaky gut. One quick question just on my own personal thing again. Uh, with leaky gut, some people say to not do probiotics until you kind of get the leaky gut fixed. Is that valid or not valid? That's only on SIBO. Only on SIBO? Only on SIBO, yeah. Otherwise, you should start the prebiotics. And, and what's very, very important for the leaky gut is to take the uh, at least 5,000 milligrams of L-glutamine in a powder. Mm-hmm. I don't like the capsules, so mm-hmm. I'm going to tell people that right away. Uh, uh, 5,000 milligrams up to 10,000 milligrams, first thing when you get up in the morning, uh, to heal the leaky gut. Because glut- see, glutamine is used in a lot of functions of the body. But the gut is so smart that if you are, if your gut is inflamed and needs healing, the glutamine, if you take it on an empty stomach, will go there first okay. and heal it. Yes. And that's, see, that's how smart mm-hmm. our bodies are to heal themselves. So it's important to get the glutamine in. It's important. Mm-hmm. I would do two weeks probably of, uh, of some type of oreganos and things mm-hmm. like that. And then immediately go on to the probiotics. Wow, you you like are echoing my interview on leaky gut. Uh, that's for sure. And you know, I know that also because people may not have any clue of this, probiotics are essential for our pets' health, also, right? Yes, I have four dogs, so you know I'm very I love animals, and yes, we have dog and cat specific probiotics because. Dogs and cats have different microbiomes. Cats are carnivores. Dogs are omnivores. And a dog actually, you know, actually they did this thing called the American Gut Project. And what you did is you sent your stool sample in of your dog and you, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. this is at Colorado State. <laughs> so they'd send them in and he could match the dog to oh the my. person. You're kidding. Yes. Without knowing who was who. Cats are different. They have to have more lacto. They have different, you know, mm-hmm. health problems. However, in our flora dog and flora cat, we have two clinically studied uh, animal strains that, that have been studied that are in that one. So you need a dog or a cat probiotic versus giving them your probiotic, plus that it's, it's less expensive mm-hmm. to do that. And then, yes, they need it. And ours just finished a study at the University of Florida. Uh, I, I laughed about it a little bit about idiopathic. You know, we can't study anything that's a disease. So we studied idiopathic diarrhea, which means I don't know why. And our flora dog uh, uh, actually got two days quicker resolution than the antibiotic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and you know, 
I think, and I, I don't mean to be harsh about it, I think the veterinarian industry is about where mainstream was in about 1980, which means they're so ingrained in the brainwashing of mainstream medicine. And it's, you know, there's whatever's wrong with the pet's health. Well, there's a drug that you need to fix it. And if you don't, your dog could die. Well, so they use fear to motivate you. They have lack of knowledge. They don't have a toolkit that they can pull from. I, I um, will be interviewing a holistic vet, and I have done that three times before. And, you know, once a person's perspective on health actually embraces the truth, which is the body has an intuitive wisdom for self-healing. And the, the what we do is is try to be a partner to that wisdom and encourage it. And you know what? If you just put a piece of tape on that red light of your dashboard when it comes on, you you can keep driving, but you know there's going to be a crash somewhere. And that's where we are with veterinary medicine. So before we get at the very end here, if someone wants more information about your products, your company to learn more, how can they get in touch? Uh, they can go to vitalplanet.com and we have a lot of information on there. Uh, the, the, the company is called Vital Planet. The, the, we have Vital Flora, which is the probiotic we've been talking about. I am very dedicated to the independent natural products industry, as Ed alluded to previously. And so, you know, you can go to your local health food store and look for it. And also, I want you to know that we're not going you're not going to find us discounted on Amazon. So that's what I'm really proud of, because this is my second go round, Ed, and I'm doing it right <laughs> this time. You know what I mean? So, yes, go to VitalPlanet.com and you can look up and and get information and call us. I mean, we we have a vet on uh, for, our, for our animals. We have a vet. Um, we're always there. We have a great customer service department to answer any of your questions. And we're very proud of bringing out the very first product that actually has the diversity uh, science behind it uh, to put in 60 strains. This was quite a feat for us. Well, I can assure you, Brenda, that I will, uh, before lunch is over, I will be taking your product because I have not at this point. But because I am the uh, the one who experiments and is the guinea pig for myself so that I can share the information, I'm going to be doing that. And I feel very, very confident that it's going to be a, a positive journey for me. I will say that there are times and I want people to know this. I mean, I've probably taken a hundred different probiotic companies over the years, perhaps more. Some of those don't like me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, why is that? Why is it I can take one? And they say they're neutral or good, but then I'll take a different one and I actually get what get problems that I'm trying to solve, which is more bloating and maybe just not feeling well. Is that why? Okay, so let me clarify something. When you have when you're when you're changing that microbiome, the first few days, you may Mm -hmm. have a little bit of gas and bloating Mm -hmm. because remember, you're going from good to bad. Nothing changes without some reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. probably some of the products that you were taking weren't doing anything. Mm -hmm. And then probably some of them had strain a strain or something in there that you were reacting to so that's that's the only way mm-hmm. way that i can say it yeah but i still do you do believe that sometimes we do have to be an experimenter and you may find one brand that would be feel more compatible than say another brand yes for, okay for me i've always had a sluggish colon that's probably mm-hmm. why i got into colonics but um like my over 55 product uh, the vital uh, vital flora over fifty five. I'm telling you what I have never in my life 
I've always had to take something herbally, mm-hmm. and now I can take that before wow. bed, and it's amazing what it's done for my colon. Okay. Last question, with food or without? Uh, delayed release capsule anytime you want to. So doesn't matter. And I know the science behind that capsule is really uh, exquisite and it's very predictable. And again, you mentioned earlier, enteric coating is a old fashioned thing of the past. We don't want that any longer because the ingredients made to make it number one are unhealthy. Secondly, it's unpredictable. It could be down in your toilet and you'll never know it, or it could be digesting early on. So that's old school. Uh, time to grow up, everybody, and join the crowd here that of the of the experts like Brenda Watson. Well, thank you, Brenda. Anything else you'd like to add? No, just I'm so excited to be able to come in today and talk to you and get this message out. I'm excited. Well, uh, you have a, a, again a wonderfully bright future because you are a gladiator, and and I, I do believe the world and universe rewards those who have a heart such as yours. And I will say that on one of your on your website, I did see that Suzanne Summers said, I admire Brenda Watson. She is a one woman crusade for gut health. And she went on and on and on about it. Well, I certainly admire you, too. So thank you for joining us on the Holistic Navigator. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Ed Jones. And whenever a doctor cannot do good, please keep him from doing harm. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Navigator podcast. For more information, previous episodes, and other resources, visit theholisticnavigator.com.